When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Petty Little Things with your hosts, Victoria's Secret and Davina Devine. Hey, Petty Bitches. This is Davina Devine. And this is Victoria's Secret. And we are here with a jam-packed edition of Petty Little Things, your favorite, absolute favorite podcast that you ever listened to. Oh, you hate everyone else's podcast. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. And remember, now you have to always tell a friend about Petty Little Things because... It would be very petty not to do that. Absolutely. We just want to know that you have a friend. So if we don't see the numbers going up, we're going to be like, these bitches have no mates. What's going on? Nobody no mates. Um, Listen, it's been a bit of a crazy week. Um, I suppose the first thing is we have some news, breaking news. Um, We're we're not going to, uh, to, what would you say, to like play on your your insecurities and your things. But we record this on Monday. Mm -hmm. This is, we've been recording Monday. You're going on holidays tomorrow. I am going on holidays. Go to Greece. Greece and uh, 6 p.m. today for Monday, our pop pride party is going to be on sale uh, on Ticketmaster in Vicar Street. We're back again on Pride Saturday. Yeah, that's very exciting. So exciting. Okay. Few things to know. Firstly, is how gas is it to be listed on Ticketmaster.ie as uh, Victorian Davina's Pride Party? Like, that's the name of the event. I think that's I so funny. I don't know why I think it is. Especially after just like so many years, like we had, like when we first started out, we did it in the mercantile and then it was just so, so fun and so brilliant. We moved to 22 for bigger space yeah. uh-huh. and then it was like, we could like do it bigger again. And then we only got one year in Vicar Street yeah. and then obviously COVID. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm really excited to be back like after all this time. Yeah. And we, and then we had that year that we did a virtual one. Like, honestly, I'm buzzing for it. Okay. So things to know are, it's only 20 quid. It's not going to break the bank. Uh, 20 euros, 20, 20 yo-yos. That's all it is. Exactly. We're kicking off 6 PM. We have so much in store and we're not closing like normal Vicar Street gigs at uh, 11 o'clock. We're open right through. We're going late, babes. Um, And everyone that you love who performs in the scene is going to be there doing a little shindig, a little moment. We're going to have DJs, surprise guests. So keep your eyes peeled about who's going to be showing up. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. And it's nine hours, nine hours of pure 
pop entertainment. Mm-hmm. You can't say Bird Dog. For 20 euros? Yeah. Please. You give more to Troker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, uh, we obviously spent last night together um, and uh, that sounded really dirty. At the show. <laughs> at the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I've been saving this story to tell you because um, I think it's kind of gas. So oh, I was walking uh, through my uh, estate or the estate near me. With, um, Your estate? Where did you get you from? Victoria's Secret estate estate scum (laughs) (laughs) and I I was walking along with my boyfriend and we were holding hands and this little old older man I'd say he was maybe you know 65 to 70 but he looked about 90 Davina like he'd he'd lived and he was talking to this woman at the side of this house and then all of a sudden he turned around looked at me and he went very bold very bold and he was a bit flamey himself like bit flamey me probably part of the family uh and then some i went oh isn't it and kept walking then we kept going kept going and i was like he's definitely gay nope then he goes faggots <laughs> like from far away but like he was older than it was probably like somebody's granny do you know what i mean oh my god mm. jesus that's like that's crazy do you know and it's so funny i actually um I was I just had some for some reason i thought we were gonna have this conversation at some point i don't know why mm-hmm um, but I have to say, in all the all the years that I've been around, whatever, I've never held anyone's hand in public. Have ever. you not? Never, and I don't think I ever would. I don't think it's not about even the fact of like not even feeling safe. It's like I actually just don't like PDAs. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. But it's like you should have the choice to do it. But mm-hmm. it's but I I just that fucking that would make me want to hold someone's fucking hand just to fucking piss them off. I know, I know. I I like I was not a hand holder before. Um and I've become one, but like also the it's it, it's definitely gotten a lot of reactions over time too. Yeah. Like you're literally so, taking your life in your hands by holding someone's hand. I notice a lot of girls holding hands more so than, than boys holding hands. Do you think they get I, a different reaction? Um, I don't know, but you know, it's so funny. Like I always, I find myself always just stopping and staring when I see it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because it's just not, it just wasn't seen when I was growing up, you know, you just yeah. didn't see it. Yeah. And I'm looking out at like, oh, kind of like, I'm not looking at like baggots. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not looking like that. I'm just looking more like, and I'm also looking to see other people's reactions. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I find myself doing it just out of curiosity because it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, and even um, where we're kind of on this subject, um, I've actually had a bit of a week of it, of all this kind of stuff, to be honest, just Go where on. I feel. Um, so last week, the Irish Independent did an article about Brian Dowling and his boyfriend, Arthur. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, they are, they're having a surrogate and they're having a baby. Mm-hmm. And the headline just said, like, Brian and Arthur, we're pregnant, right, was mm-hmm. the article. Mm-hmm. So I just went onto the, like, the Twitter uh, feed, Twitter thread. Yeah. And the amount of, like, just, like ignorant comments that were there were just the more I was scrolling down the more irritated the more annoyed mm. I was getting and it was of course lots of really nice comments people saying congratulations and well done and you know all this and I just commented saying best luck to the two of them Um I said the comments the ignorant comments in this um, thread is unbelievable in this day and age mm. and I said um, Arthur and Brian will, will teach those kids like manners and compassion mm. um, not like some of the comments that, you know, some of the people that are here. And Love that. the amount of fucking trolls that came after me. Are you serious? Saying that was 
insane. Like people saying it actually really annoyed me because it wasn't, it turned into from being about that, about something like a happy occasion for them to being about um, how I was uh, impersonating a woman, speaking of a woman, because basically what they're doing is like um, the Magdalene laundries. It's the same thing. Women being, having their babies snatched from them and all this madness. It's the same as 1950s Ireland. These surrogates are being treated like da, da, da. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure somewhere in the room, of course, somewhere there's anything like that. There's always... Um, this is always that case, but I felt like it was just masking the homophobia. Mm. It was just, they were using it is. that. Of course it is. I'm not fucking fool. It's like, of course it is. But then when you say, and they're like, oh, you can't just um, pass it off as LGBT hate because, you know, a child deserves a mother and all this shite mm. and all these fucking anti-abortion people and all this madness just came out of everywhere. Yeah. And it was coming at me fast and thick. And then it made me really annoyed because I thought to myself, I just had this really kind of profound moment where I thought for my whole fucking life, Mm -hmm. I have made excuses or explained myself or had to explain myself or do you know what I mean? We grew up like that. Yeah, we did. Every day you have to like excuse yourself, be worried about your safety. Dim your shine. Worried about being shouted at in the street. Like, and it's so second nature to you that you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. And I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah. I'm actually fucking sick of it. I'm like, do you know when, when Rosanna Davison was having a baby and she was having a surrogate because she had medical issues? Yeah. They were all saying, well done, Rosanna. Congratulations. Yeah. They weren't saying you're swiping that child from it. From it. They were doing it because they're fucking gay haters. Yeah. 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 And I, I know. I don't care what they fucking say. And this bitch came after me and I actually, I just had to go at, at her. I said, listen, bitch. I said, if you're looking for, if you need, oh, I said, if you're looking for a good beard cover, let me know. I said, I, I can recommend a few brands. I just was like, because do you know what? She was coming at me by basically saying, oh, you're just a big drag queen. And basically mm. kind of trying to slag me on that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to keep saying, well, I can still see your mustache, love. Yeah. So the more I was saying that that really irked her, mm-hmm. that triggered her. And she kept saying, so then I got into a really one-on-one with this bitch and it was just getting really, it was actually getting really petty, mm-hmm. which is like, <laughs> it's so ironic that we're here. <laughs> but and then I just said, oh my God, I just, and it was going on for days. Mm-hmm. I was coming to this one woman back and I said, stop it. Yeah, has to just stop it's not worth it because also there is people out there that's all they want. They want to rise. They want to fight online. They want to talk shit. I know. They want to have their opinion out there. Listen, like what's going on in America with abortion at the moment is terrifying. And I always think that like they show us how, where we could end up. But like someone shared a post saying, oh, you're not, you're pro-life as long as the child doesn't turn out to be, you know, gay, trans, you know, whatever, like so many different things. And I was like, that's so fucking true. Then they don't want to hear about those people. Do you know what I mean? That's when they want to erase you. And this is the problem. It's like, everything is just, they're masking um, this stuff with like, that's, it's not, it's not authentic. It's not honest. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's gaslighting into something else. But anyway, that's, that just really fucking annoyed me. It just on a personal level, I was like, hang on a second. It's, and it became not about that. And I, congratulations to Brian and Arthur, by the way. Like, actually, yeah, they, awesome for them. you know, yeah. And, and also, their sister, Brian's sister, is a surrogate for yeah. the baby. Yeah. So there's no fucking baby being snatched from any mother. The mother mm. will actually still be even part of their life mm-hmm. because that's an amazing thing to do for your sibling. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Well, she's not so, even the mother. That's the thing. Like no. it, she's carrying it, but also yeah. people go through life at using surrogates for so many different reasons, as you said, and people need to remember it's none of your business. 
Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. And also, you know, when this holds the argument about like, oh, child deserves a mother and a father, blah, mm. blah, blah. So many people actually are like lone parents. Some people have are single parents. Some people's parents have died. Some people are adopted. Yeah. And do you know what actually, if we, one of the comments and all those comments that really stood out to me was, um, I worked with a woman called Debbie Deegan and she works um, with this charity. It's called um, To Russia With Love. Okay. And she works with all these Russians. She's been doing it for years, like over 20 years, working with all these Russian orphans. Mm-hmm. And she basically funds an orphanage over there for them. Right. And these kids have nobody mm-hmm. like literally desolate and she said she commented and she said how many children in the world would be so lucky to have mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and that's the fucking thing that's yeah. the actual crux that's like to have like, parents that love you and actually care about you yeah. whether i don't care if they're two men or two fucking sideboards do you yeah. know what i mean yeah it's like if somebody is actually caring mm-hmm. like look at the amount of people that have kids that actually mm-hmm. just can't control them can't do anything but we're getting off point but you know what i mean it's and like also just to remember like it's very it's not easy to have a kid if you are an lgbtq plus person it's actually a big challenge and also a huge financial expense too so mm. at least some kids are being brought in by actual yeah. planning and you know and like, also i just want i don't want to go off brand i still hate kids right <laughs> 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 i still hate kids i'm happy for you to all have kids you work away you do what you do but keep those slightly little brats away from me girl that's so funny i completely forgot you hated kids for a while yeah. but anyway no, it's just the principle it's the principle that's very all. bold Ooh. very bold faggots <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! It's right. Like sometimes you have to just laugh at just how nuts it can be. It can be really nuts. Mm-hmm. But in this world, it's okay. Crazy. Let's keep it about parenting for one second because I'm yeah. obsessed with this. Solange is a granny, and she's going to be 35. She's a granny. Solange and, is a granny. Yeah. So her her son, because she had her son quite young, and now her son is also about to have a child as well. Solange is going to be a granny. Solange knows at oh, wow. 35. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine That's when you crazy. got to 35 being a granny? Huh? Can you imagine in a few years when you got to 35 being a granny though? Well, I would have to have a child first and that's like, that's never going to happen. So I'm <laughs> never going to be a granny. I might be a, like a, 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 an, an auntie <laughs> like Marlo in, in Atlanta. That would be about it. Um, but yeah. 35. No, no, but listen, whatever. I just wouldn't want to be a granny full stop. Let's move on to something a bit more interesting, like okay. um, something more fun and a bit more camp. And the Met Gala was last week. And this yes. was a very, this is talking more, they've had this conversation with everyone. And the theme, of course, was the, uh, the Gilded Age. and Which I didn't theme, really get, by the way. I had to really Google what that was. Yeah, well, the Gilded Age is like the kind of like the end of the turn of the century vibe, wasn't it? And all that era. But then people were saying it was like Hollywood's golden era. But I think their their themes with the Met Gala is not, is it not just a bit kind of open to interpretation? Yeah. And everyone seems to get it wrong. Like it, it's like when well, it was camp, remember, they yeah. fucked that up. Yeah. I see. I just don't think that the, the theme is ever clear enough. Yeah. I personally found and then there was so it was remember it was a China through the looking glass and then of course I can't do anything that's going to be too cultural appropriation so people were like what the fuck are we going to wear so everything is kind of trying to be yeah so but actually like I know of course we have talked about Kim Kardashian and the Marilyn Monroe dress what did you make of that I loved how rotted everyone was by it if I'm being honest because it evoked so many like people who actually just don't like the Kardashians and again same thing with like say Brian and Arthur like some people just used it as a way of taking a shot at the Kardashians 
Kardashians because they're what? Jealous pigs. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Whatever. She wore the dress. It was clearly agreed that people had to let her wear it. And if they decided that was okay, then great. Um, I did love Amanda Lepore pointing out that she wore it with like a big pleaser shoe. For anyone that doesn't yeah. know what a pleaser shoe is, it's like a big like high what what would you call it like? stripper glass heel like yeah. a Cinderella glass slipper it's mm. so funny because I actually saw her on the red carpet and I saw her walking on the stairs and I was like those shoes I was like there's a glass platform I was like and she's not so I was thinking that but when Amanda Lepore called her out I was like oh <laughs> and, if, and if anyone knows a drag uh, glass slipper it's, it's a drag queen do you know what I mean like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like we like we everything everyone's had a glass slipper in their wardrobe at oh, some yeah. point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you haven't had a glass slipper in your wardrobe, you're not doing drag. Absolutely. <laughs> but then uh, she looked like she couldn't really walk in it, and obviously she had that jacket on. Mm. I think that the photos of her without the jacket are photoshopped. I don't think the dress was closing on her. Like No. Well you see, the dress didn't close because she couldn't alter it because it was she, obviously her, her she's quite a big bum, like so mm. she couldn't fit in it. So that's why she had the fur shawl around her, because it was unzipped. Yeah. But then in the photos, it looks like it zipped up. Well, no. See, then she had a replica made of the dress. So she only wore it on the red carpet. Then she had to take it off. And then when she got to the top of the stairs, they they put her in the replica. So she was, she had, that was a separate dress. And, you know, I I clocked that it was different because any old dresses like that, Mm. like any beading or anything like that, don't really hold well. Mm -hmm. That's why they're kept in like room temperatures, you know, all these special temperature things and all, because like the rhinestones of today are so much more sparkly and more, they're mass produced, like as opposed to like the 1960s. Um, So you could tell that the new one actually was just a bit more fab. Yeah, it was was actually just newer. I still prefer, I prefer Chloe in general. Me too. Chloe looked so much better. Yeah, it was like she kind of just did it properly. Yeah. But I also, I really like that Kim, um, that Kim went there. And I think that, it, like, and I think, think she is kind of, like, Marilyn Monroe was the most famous woman in mm-hmm. the world at that time. Mm-hmm. And Kim Kardashian is the most famous woman, in, like, like it or not, mm-hmm. she is. Yeah. Everybody knows Kim, like, worldwide. So, I and she's a sex symbol and all that kind of stuff. So, I it's think like it was you're describing me as well at the same time, weirdly, like a oh, sex please. symbol. <laughs> um, I, I, I caught more outfits. I wasn't impressed by anyone's. I didn't think, I was like, imagine going to the Met and you have this like open license to go, go there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And people want to dress you as well. Like how fab. And it was a bit blah. I just, one thing that I really loved about um, Kim wearing the Marilyn Monroe dresses, I don't know if, um, I like, I don't really be on Facebook that much, but when I do go on, uh, it's I a troll. I to, well, yeah, it is like she's troll, like the Irish star, the Daily Sun, or whatever. Mm. Uh, but I remember there used to be this page that I used to love, and it was called Marilyn Monroe Advice. <laughs> <Remember> <laughs> and it was always just pictures of Marilyn, and it would be like a quote, it would be like, you know, uh, like, never dip your chicken balls in curry sauce and sweet and sour. And then it's a Marilyn Monroe underneath it. Like, it'd be like a quote that they just make up, but was like Marilyn Monroe. And it was always like four pictures of her. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was such a trend for a while that people would post a Marilyn quote. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. some, like let's say a, some random one would post it, and you'd yeah. be like, you'd be like, oh, what are you sharing that for? You're nothing like Marilyn. Yeah, and what's called, um, and she put up a picture of the dress, and she said, 
I look better in my dress <laughs> or something like, or that bitch wore my dress or something like that. So I quite enjoyed that she got a little revival because yeah. Mar- Marilyn Monroe advice on Facebook deserved a little re- revamp. I felt like that was bringing it back. Yeah, well, on the also reminds me of the Crumlin Shopping Centre page. Like, yes. so funny. So, so, so funny. I love those parts. They follow me on Twitter. Do they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, always, they always like my things on Twitter. It's so random. Um, two, two trolls together forever. Um, okay. I had down that I wanted to talk about Pamela Anderson again because we oh. did a little call out about uh, Pamela Anderson being in the Chicago play and we have, we've got a review direct from Broadway oh, from the fabulous. lovely Jason. Um, so okay. I've been dying to hear how, this, uh, how the show was. Let's hit play. Okay. I suppose we were made to feel like bad Irish people when we landed in New York because a lot of people asked us if we were going to go to the Katie Taylor fight and we said, no, we actually have tickets to Pamela Anderson on Broadway that evening. And, you know, we got exactly what we expected, which was, you know, just a bit of fun, bit of, you know, it was quite camp, quite on the nose. Uh, you weren't there for world-class vocals from her or on-point moves. And we certainly didn't get that. <laughs> she talked, sang quite a bit. But I mean, I did feel sorry for the actress who played Velma Kelly because, you know, when she was singing by herself, she was perfect. The, the vocals were amazing. She had great moves. But then anytime she was with Pamela, she had to tone it down quite a bit because Pamela was talking uh, all of her, all of her songs. And that's fine. You know, as I say, we weren't expecting that. We got what we came for, which was, you know, bit of fun a nice way to start a holiday and even though we're on the cheap seats we can see everything absolutely perfectly and I mean she was great uh, it was her first time on Broadway first time on stage I think and yeah really worth it uh, definitely if you're in New York you yeah, one to watch while it's still on so basically Pamela had a few bum notes that's what I'm kind of getting from that <laughs> It's like when me and you do a duet and I'm the Bell McKelly and you're the Bell Addis. <laughs> now, hold on. I've got clips from our duet last night. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'd still go to see her. I don't like, listen, it, as he said, it would just be like Chicago, you know? Yeah, yeah no fun. fun. Fair. That's, I, I'm glad he had a good time. Uh, I think it's gas that everyone thought he was going to see Katie Taylor, though. <laughs> oh, my God. And Katie Fair played Katie Taylor, in fairness. Um, but she is playing Croke Park in October. You're they're, they're doing a rematch in Crow Park. It's going to be mental. 80,000 people. Oh my That's God. Wild. I never have heard of them doing that ever. No, me neither. I kind no, of wouldn't mind massive. going to something like that. Oh no. Love, <laughs> 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 no, no, best of luck to you, Katie. Up the Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no thanks. <laughs> ole, ole, ole. But no thanks. <laughs> No oh. way, no way, no way. <laughs> <laughs> right, I watched Heartstopper after all my bitching about it. I watched the whole thing in a day and I was wrong. I was so wrong. It's so good. Like, I don't know how realistic it is, but it's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I hope you feel very represented. Anyway, let's move on. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we always do a Katie Price update, and oh, yes. I just, I do, there's always like just, it's just her, her the press coverage that she gets, and you know, she seeks out and kind of thinks it's great, but it's just fucking cringe. I see she's doing these makeup classes where she's traveling around the UK and she's charging 80 pounds ahead to do a makeup class. Okay. But her makeup artist comes and does the class, but she went to Scotland and she was doing, um, and the shady Daily Mail were like, Katie appeared for her um, Fife beauty class, whatever. There was only like six people there. Oh my God. That's really weird because that's kind of like the ultimate meet and greet. So if you're into her, like... 
Yeah. You think it'd go? I'd go. But it's always these like real horn beauty salons that are doing, okay. you know, like, yeah. the, you know, the place I'm talking about, mm-hmm. these horns and 80 quid ahead. And then they showed her coming like to the venue with not a scrap of makeup on. And then like Katie leaves with her signature glam look. <laughs> and, you're like, and how was it? Is she doing the makeup herself? No, her makeup artist Fern is doing the makeup. Oh God. So she's, she's literally going and not even. Yeah. Peyton. Um, yeah, so the makeup artist space is 80 pounds, but there wouldn't be much money in that. No, there wouldn't. But I would say that that makeup place had to pay a certain fee to get her in. And then it was down to them to sell the tickets. Yeah, but still, that's, I just thought it was gas. And then she got ripped because she brought Harvey to a meet and greet in a nightclub. So what do you think about that? Okay. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't think, I think by all means bring him to a nightclub, but to a meet and greet, was he in the photos too? It, it was, she said it was his first time at, in a nightclub and that he had a great time. Mm. She got paid £6,000 to be there by the mm. nightclub. Mm-hmm. And Harvey's autistic and got lots of other medical issues, but, and he hates like loud noises and stuff like that. So oh. I, like, that could have gone to anyway. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then people were saying, was she just using him for photo ops? Yeah. You know, and people were saying, that's not cool. You shouldn't have had him there. But then again, she's his mother. So mm. it's a bit like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, don't, so I don't really know where I stand on that. I don't know either. Was he in the meet and greet photos too, though? Uh, yes, yeah, some of them, yeah. Yeah, I'm not into that now. Not into yeah. that at all. I mean, by all means, like, he's a grown adult, so he's allowed to go to a nightclub now. I mean, did he want to go? Who knows? But it, that does feel a little bit like she's taken... Yeah, so she's getting all, she's getting slammed in the press, but it's uh, another Katie update, which we quite enjoy to talk about because it's all never a dull moment with the pricey. <laughs> no, never a dull moment at all. Um, We want to do a shout out. We're going to have our own version of the love zone. It's going to be Victoria and Davina's love zone. <laughs> so what this is going to be is if you have been out at the weekend or, you know, a random midweek night and you saw someone in the club, but you didn't get quite a chance to talk to them uh, and you you would like to try and see can you connect together through our beautiful podcast all we want from you is to dm either of us saying you know i saw this guy he was wearing a denim jacket he had gorgeous blonde hair it was a tuesday night in the george dolly had just like hit the stage but we ne- we missed each other so like missed connections or if you have seen someone on our Instagrams that we've been with that you want us to make a connection with, mm-hmm. we can also do that. We could play Cupid. Yes. So that we will be totally up for doing that as well. Because mm-hmm. we love getting in people's business. Yeah. So <laughs> and the, meddling. <laughs> absolutely. And this is Stephen's challenge. Davina, we're going to say love zone very slowly and he's going to have to make it sound magically. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Love Oh my God. Well, listen, we have a very special guest coming up. We have a, um, a fabulous friend of the show. Um, and actually, because we are launching our Pride Pop Party this week, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was very fitting that we got on um, one half of the infamous Cock Destroyers with the lovely Rebecca Moore is going to be joining us after a short little break. Yeah, absolutely. But before all that, we just want to remind you, go support us. If you want to support us, you can do so by checking out our Patreon. We have extra episodes, we have video content. Um, we shared a juicy story on the last week and actually ended up with a ton of uh, new people so the Patreon person that we're gonna shout out this week is Ben Anderson Ben not Ben 
Anderson, Ben Anderson. Um, ben Anderson. <laughs> so we have some very exclusive Patreon-only juicy stories that we're going to share with you over there today. Um, but in the meantime, let's take a little break and we'll be back with Rebecca Moore. Um, okay, you guys, this is someone that we've been um, a fan of for a long time. To be honest, me and Davina uh, have always thought of ourselves as blonde bombshells, but originally <laughs> we've always been obsessed with the blonde bombshells of the world. I mean, I confused my parents with Pamela Anderson pictures all over my walls, but actually I just wanted to be Pam. And uh, we got to know our guest today through our Pride party, which was before the pandemic Lovato. Um, she was originally one of the cock destroyers and absolutely stole our hearts it's Rebecca Moore it's so nice to see you both Um, it's it's so nice to actually get you on because I know we've been talking about this for so long so it's nice to actually sit down and have a chat with you you know what when you contact me because I DM'd you didn't I and I because I was in recovery from my surgery and I was like I DM'd Victoria and I was just like I love watching like I feel like I'm there I was like these dance moves you're doing I think when because I was in such a like in bed doing nothing uh-huh. I need to live through something I try and stay off social media but I do DM you a fair bit you know like <laughs> oh that's so cool like I just live through people sometimes if, you, if you're not getting something from the real world yeah. which I was laid up in bed and I, and uh, that's when you then asked me to come on here and I do feel like a kind of even though we've met physically once mm. I do feel like very comfortable with you two and I'm I'm I don't know, sometimes I'll do... I haven't done a podcast in ages. Uh-huh. Um, I think last time I did one, might have been about over a year ago. Right, oh, well. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to uh, just acknowledge something. We started a podcast before the pandemic. We weren't one of the dickheads that started a podcast <laughs> during the pandemic. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so you... Do you yes. know what? And oh, I wish I had a microphone. Like, you two look so professional. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's like, have you got a microphone? I'm like, no. Not looks can be deceiving, Rebecca. Yeah, looks yeah. can be deceiving. This isn't even plugged in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should do that, shouldn't I? Just get fucking anyone. To, to, to start, because obviously we met you um, at our pride party, mm. and I just want—I I, just when you were talking about it there, it, I at the time was thinking I really wanted to take care of you both for some reason. You're uh, like you're so warm, welcoming, and then also at the same time on stage, wild. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember people we were doing this little competition for anyone that wasn't there and people could get up they could strip they could dance they could do whatever and you were judging and what I noticed was that people have different boundaries with you guys because like I mean they've seen content online and I felt like I needed to turn into security and I could tell that you were comfortable you were totally comfortable but like because me and Davina have been in like spaces that people have felt like they could touch us or grab us and I was like oh my god guys calm down do you know what I mean calm yeah. down it can get a bit wild in those places it's, it's so funny when you just said that word judging I was just thinking how hilarious is that that we we were judges and it's the one thing that we fucking hated was being judged being judged yeah and like when even when you say that word I think you know in, in this environment it's completely different but it's like the minute you say that word my ears perk up you know mm. of just like yeah. this judgment in, in life and kind of thing but that night was one of our best experiences with all of that because it was a bit of a whirlwind mm. um, yeah. and that was one of our happiest times I remember we met fucking Bewitched that was hysterical oh, yeah I know it was even more like, crazy like, it was more it, crazy seeing Bewitched's vibe towards you two guys that was even more because <laughs> you two came in like a hurricane 
so fucking it was funny. Very, it was very funny. It was a really good evening, and um, we had these. No, that was another event. I thought it was our dresses that got lost on that one, but we actually had our pride dresses, and yeah, it was a really good time. Uh-huh. So thank uh-huh. you for having us on that one and giving, making it such a good experience. Right. And I just you saw just um, what you guys do. It's it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. It's kind of like what we were just saying just before we kind of press record, though. It's like you know, it, it does feel like sometimes it's same for you. It's like there is like this kind of public persona and then like yeah. private persona, and it is like that's probably why you can kind of relate to drag because it is mm-hmm. you kind of have a bit of a drag persona as well, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got to keep it bit back, haven't you? Yeah. Like um, I think I'm learning that as I, I when I was a lot younger and in the industry, I, I was like, no, what you see is what you get, you know, like. Like keeping these two personalities separate. Like yeah. I am a real human being. I need a private life. Yeah. These are things that I have. And then, yeah, you know, people, I think that's what I got out of the cop stories. It's like, I, um, pe- letting people know that this is a performance. Like I, you know, se- selling m- movies, these characters that I've created, they do change. Like yeah. I'm more um, Mistress Moore now whereas mm-hmm. the Cox Destroyers uh, era was mm-hmm. big fucking lips blonde hair you know kind of being as fucking crazy as ever but I'm kind of <laughs> new like I think we all change don't we we yeah, of course. creativity Evolve, when you're yeah. creative mm-hmm. you develop don't you and so so now I'm kind of going down um you know, I've bought a property. Sometimes I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but <laughs> listen, we all feel like that. Yeah, like, like, you know what? It fucking shows up. Yeah. That's part of the journey though. I think as well, because if you were to just kind of keep doing the same thing and keep it going, you'd get bored. Mm-hmm. People get bored. You yeah. see that with lots of content creators, whether it's like porn or any kind of content, it's like, you have to kind of constantly keep moving. And I think some people struggle with that as well because they don't know where to go or what. Mm-hmm. So you have to go with what naturally feels right. You know? I think that's the thing with social media as well. Like if you're going to be creative, like, and do something that's going to be work rather than forcing something and repeating the same thing over and over again, because we know that, that like things work when you do repeat and people like it. But if you're not feeling it, yeah. that's where it's going to show through. That's where people are going to go, this isn't authentic. They're not enjoying themselves. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know things work because I feel good. Like I'm, like I'm fucking loving this. I'm loving doing up my house. I'm loving getting to know me again because um, not only in my, in my own physical recovery, I'm in recovery for, you know, drinking and stuff like that. And that's a part of really? something wow. that is, you know, yeah. like I basically did three years of not being on a program and now I'm yeah. in a program and I'm probably in the best place I've ever been in getting to know myself, what I want in life. And yeah. that has helped my business as well. Um, you know, like I bought this beautiful house and um, it's doing that up and things like that. So I'm, I'm in such a good place. That was coming to the, I've been in recovery now for about, for nearly 10, 10 months. So I'll be coming in the wow. June the 25th. And that for Congratulations, me, yeah. Yeah. thank you very much. It's, it's, you know, it's, if I, there's a bit of work that you have yeah. to Yeah, oh, do. tell me about it. And it's like a, <laughs> like a spiritual journey and stuff. But um, it's, it was the less, it's, it's learning something about myself that I needed to learn, you know? Yeah. So it's coming from, um, it's just, a, I just feel now I'm in such a, a good place. It took a bit of time, a bit of work and everything, mm. but having 
a good home life, a good business life. It's definitely... It's balance, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's balance, yeah. And I'm enjoying... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mean, um, like, and when we get back to, like, my um, surgery, having... You've got to have strong mental health, I think, before you go and have surgery. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad that I did that work because I've had surgery before and yeah. I didn't have, I wasn't, didn't have a mental health in check. Mm-hmm. And then you go, then you're in this recovery stage, which can take you to some dark places because you're going for, you know, you've been under an anesthesia. And, and do, you you think, know, do you think like with some of the people, you know, that you see in like magazines and stuff and, you know, you see people that like are addicted to surgery and having a lot. Do you think that it's like sometimes they're mentally not in the right place? Because I say a lot of people kind of regret things or make wrong, wrong, wrong choices, you know, that kind of way. If I was to relate it back to my own personal where I have come from 100% I think I've come from areas where there was like a bit of delusion I remember the first time I ever got my boobs done I wanted like I used all my student loan I was like I'm going to get the biggest (laughs) fucking I don't even want to fit through the door and I'm so glad I was like you're not fucking doing this and um, that was my first boob job and then my second one I I had and I was just like oh do you know what I'm I'm happy with them and um, then Last this year, I was like, I'm going to get a boob reduction, and I was like, Oh wow! Yeah, I know. <laughs> a little bit of a, I was kind of like, put, so coming out of the cockstraws, I was just like pushing away. I want to get away from that image, and I want to be as far away from that as possible. So basically, I went and did a, a shoot for Brazzers, and Danny D, who I work with, who is like. I've known him for so fucking long. He went, Beck, he goes, what are you having done? He goes, I don't want to be a person that tells you what to do. No one should ever do that to anybody. Mm. You're looking great. And I just went, thank you. Because I had, you know, I've been to the gym and he went, your tits look amazing. And I just went, they do, don't they? I went, you're not doing anything. <laughs> you're, you're keeping them. Uncle. Yeah, I'm keeping them. And, and I think, you know, it, like with surgery, this surgery that I had, I've had quite, this is the biggest surgery I've ever had. So I what had. had done? if you don't mind us asking. So I had a, t- a tummy tuck, 360 wow. lipo and a BBL. Now, Ooh. I feel, I don't have to explain myself, but I will. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> um, I was quite a big kid. So I was quite overweight as a kid. And so have it, so this fluctuation of going big to small and then having two kids, what happens is the stomach muscles kind of separate. Yeah. Now, 
no matter what dieting I did, what training I did, my tummy was always the same. But I got through my whole career. Yeah. Like, fucking woo. I learned how to pose. <laughs> I learned how to fake it. You know, I fake it until you make it. And that's yeah. uh-huh. that's one of my uh, mottos, which I absolutely love, or fake it till you become it. And um, last, I think coming to the end of the lockdown, I saw this girl who'd had a fucking tummy tuck. And, I, mm-hmm. and she told me, I couldn't, I didn't even know. I was like, wow, like that's fucking amazing. That, really? And she went, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I, I was like, I'm never doing that. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was like, I'm fucking doing it. And I just thought, and she went, it'll be one of the best things you ever do. Wow. And oh, I, wow. I, anyway, I've got a lot of friends um, and my friend, Ada Cox, she went, she's from Manchester. I try and do the Manchester. She went, big go to fucking um, Marbella to Dr. Aslani. <laughs> Dr. Aslani is like, he's doing all these kind of incredible, like sculpting. I thought, yeah. fuck it, I'm just going to do it. So I booked it. Yeah. Fucking COVID kept me back. Oh, oh. Basically, it kept getting cancelled for over a year. And even in January, four days before I'm about to fly, yeah. I get COVID. Oh. Like, is, is this the universe telling me don't fucking Not to do it? Right. So I said, if anything happens this time around, I'm not doing it yeah. because the yeah. universe is telling me you're not to do it. Uh-huh. I get there and on the day, I'm like, this is happening. This is fucking happening. Yeah. Like, it's like this feeling of like, wow, I'm so happy that it's happening. And every, all my mates are like, yeah, she's getting it. Like, all my mates are like, clearly just like, we're fucking ready for this, you know? Uh-huh. And I did. And, you know, you come out and you go in, in this, like, feeling who you are and you yeah. come out like fuck fucked oh, like wow. I couldn't stand up straight Shit. my body has swollen so if you're not in the right space of mind yeah yeah that's not that can and especially financially and stuff like that like I'm glad I had an extra four months of kind of like getting my money, to, you know, making sure yeah. the family right at home and stuff because there's a lot of aftercare for surgery mm, as well, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God, yeah. And it, it, it's so funny because a friend of mine actually had pretty much the same thing done and she said the same. She's like, and she's she's not a wimp, but she's like, oh, good God. She was like, it was horrific. Like, yeah. And then you see the results. So, and then it's like, it's amazing results, but it's still, like, it's hell it's to get there. Fucking thunderstorm. Like, yeah. Your whole world is like, fucking, you know, everything is like you've been chopped up or whatever to come out to this beautiful fucking heaven and rainbow. I'm still going through the process of recovery, but if I, with all the massage and everything, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm still got a way to go um my fans are still hanging on in there on my only fans i'm like i'll be back soon i promise you like, <laughs> a little, like they're like like it's like i've starved them all you know they're uh-huh. all sort of like waiting for me and i think it's quite nice because pe- there used to be a lot of shame i think around having surgery and like talking about it yeah. like you know, yeah, everyone's having it done like getting your lashes done everyone's going having a bit of this a bit of that yeah. like it's so i think even more since the pandemic if it, it gave us yeah. like so much time to think about that I know four people that have had like tummy tucks and lipo and all that only in the last like three four months so people are just like do you know what we might not able to leave the house ever again let's go do whatever the hell we want yeah. now that we actually are able to I, how long until you could sit by the way with the BBL you can't sit for a oh, while yeah. right oh if, as you can imagine I was tummy and and, and bum oh, but I think they don't do as much on the arse if you're having this it's called a Bra- Brazilian bush lift Brazilian tummy tuck Brazilian tummy tuck it's oh okay. okay so it's like this package that you get so okay. 
Um, my nothing hurt apart from oh fucking hell you have to have these drips you have to walk my little dog, bags yeah like these fucking drips and I go come on mum like I was a dog but I had I was in my bed I had great I had my daughter and her best friend was looking after me and they were just it was just amazing I had a private nurse you know and like the best care Dr Oslani is fucking shit eyes at his job brilliant oh, yeah. Love That's that. Amazing. My God, I can't wait for the first photo shoot when you're like, right, yeah. come on, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I said to my friend, I'm just going to do it. So I went, I'm going to be like a phoenix. At the-. I was like, you know, we just coach goes, why don't we do like a music video? I'm like, I was like, we're just getting carried away with ourselves. Like, we haven't got the money for this fucking production. <laughs> <I> love- <laughs> um, speaking about money and business and all that side of things, one thing I really, really admire about you is that you are a business person. Because I think the like the that people can take ownership of other people like um, attributes when you're an artist and like make money off them but like it's clear to me that you're very involved in everything that you do I'm guessing you're bringing in your own photographers I'm guessing like you know like the merch that you were doing all that kind of thing like is that just natural to you? I don't I think none of it came naturally everything kind I think now that I'm here and and I've been scrambling my way through working it all out. I'm now in a place where I've made my mistakes, you know, choosing too expensive photographer or too expensive this or and working out who goes where. I think all of that becoming a, a decent business person. If you if it didn't come natural to you, but you you want to work for yourself, you don't want ever, to ever have to answer to anyone. You have you work these things out. Whatever you're shit at, get somebody else to do it. Like yeah. you know, I, I like that. Out, That's a great mantra. <laughs> I, I, I worked out all I I shouldn't be doing um, fucking finance. I shouldn't be doing it. so. I need to be making sure that I earn enough money to pay someone else to fucking do that so as I can just do my role, which is look fabulous, uh-huh. fucking do my job, you know? Yeah. And and I, I don't want to be fucking doing, you know, all the... I don't want to give away too much of what I actually yeah. people doing, but, you know, yeah. I want to be just performing. And that's something... When you're not earning a lot, you have to do everything, you yeah. know? And so I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, fucking... But now it's I'm in a better place where mm-hmm. I do have a, a team. Yeah, and remember, oh, like when when the cocktail stores like went viral, like it went proper viral. Had you experienced anything like that before, or like were you working? Like what was what was the situation before that? And ha- oh, yeah. that must have been like crazy, like mind blown. He was. I didn't even know what a meme was. We were, so <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing with that was. Um, and I think who me and Sophie are today is completely different to who we met each other as back then. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I had 10, I I was in the, I, I had 10 years ahead of Sophie. So I sort of knew the industry a little bit. And we, yeah. we just started making videos. And it was, we were like, we, we just had never experienced anything like it. So it was... Uh, you know, and we had all these night like, nightclubs going. Do you want to come and fucking? Yeah. Like when we went to GAI, we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, it was, it was not natural. It was it planned? Like the, even the the cop destroyer thing. So that was just was that just kind of like you're just taking the piss and just kind of messing, and then it just like. So we were very aggressive. Like I've always been an aggressive, um, and I'm. Ch- this is where I'm evolved, sort of changing. I mean, Mistress Moore is aggressive, but I was always kind of very aggressive with my porn films it just was the kind of character yeah. that come out and mm. um it just like 
I was known for this exp- this aggressive, expressive kind of thing. But Sophie and I had a certain energy when we first met together. It was yeah. really, really worked. And um, basically, we were just making a video, you know, and it, I, I, I say this so many times, we were literally trying to fill up. Yeah, I, I know. We, listen, we, we and, know that. Vibe. And, you know, we don't even, we were like, what fucking video are they going on about? Like, we didn't think anything of it. But, I, but uh, you know, it, it is quite funny. I look back and even my daughter goes, yeah, it was quite extreme, mum. <laughs> like, did you see the video? She went, did I see the video? You know, my daughter, a big, uh, older, you know, I've got, my son's 25 and my daughter's 18. And um, she was just like, did I see the video? Of course I saw the video, mother. <laughs> Um, you know what's what what's so funny? Like when when it all kind of kicked off and everyone was obsessed and like, oh my god, we, everyone was like, we love the cock destroyers. And I remember saying to people, I was like, you know the cock destroyers. And this one guy was like, the what? Was like, <laughs> oh my god! Try and it was like, but you know, it was like it was like you're saying like the Spice Girls or like you yeah. know, which is like the cock destroyers. And then it was like because it sounds actually so aggressive, but you don't. It's like it's quite it kind of almost like cute, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, I know what you mean because. In the com- community, people had just heard the word cockstroys and it became yeah. soft. It became yeah. work that we were a brand, but anybody, somebody had booked us into this hotel yeah. and we were like, Rebecca and Sophie? They're like, no, you're not down. I was like, no. <laughs> oh no. Oh God. Went, she went, can you try again? And she looked at me and I went, the cock destroyer she went yes and I went oh my god I just like what and it was just like that day made me realise it's okay you don't have to go yeah. with the cock destroyer yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like people are like they're coming to the club the cock destroyers and I was yeah, just like, it's wild we have come we come from a place of shunned like yeah. right. you know you don't want like porn stars you know and then all of a sudden it's like yeah we're being celebrated you're like what yeah. the fuck you uh-huh. know uh-huh. and do you think that nowadays that do you think like there is you know everyone kind of having only fans and things like that there is less shame I know there's always going to be people that will judge and have opinions oh but that's never going to change but do you do think that it's more kind of what would you say like more kind of uh, celebrated now I think it's more celebrated and uh it's more everything even everything like for example outfits right the the slightly outfits you can get like in a regular shop yeah fuck me if they if i was when i was 20 i was able to access those clothes Uh then like i used to have to travel all the fucking way to camden to buy my strippers outfits now you can just like buy them online yeah i think Everything's a little bit more celebrated, yeah. and um, it's a, also I think a part of me that uh, what is it the pessimistic side is like yeah everything is going so fucking well on OnlyFans the fucking government's going to shut it down. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. only all these good things like back when it was the boom and bust back in the like fucking nineties like yeah. everything always like comes to end. But that's I'm not that pessimistic, but you know it's, that's the word, isn't it? I can't yeah, remember. it is. Yeah. No, but that's that's a bit like it's kind of a bit like us with drag because like when we first started doing drag there was like drag wasn't cool no. nobody was really doing it it was a bit like oh it's a bit, it was a bit naff you'd be and going now, into like every fucking bitch is a drag queen now trying <laughs> so, to get like something that would fit like and everything had a hidden zipper and like I have a very wide back these, back these these zippers were not meant for me and like you know now like there is options that we can all like access yeah. as well and um, just because because we're talking about OnlyFans and so many people have, have tried to get into like different elements of say 
OnlyFans or sex work um, over the last like two years. What advice do you have for people? Because I, I think it's quite like you couldn't find yourselves in maybe dangerous situations or with people who are like trying to take over what you're doing as well or kind of own what you're doing. Um, just curious what you think about that. Yeah, I think with all of those kind of things, when it comes to OnlyFans and things like that, I think um, the attractive side of it is obviously the money side, but always do what you're comfortable with. Because when it comes to your fans, as you'll know this yourself, they always want fucking more. They always want more. So if you're offering this, they want that. If you're offering this, they want, you know, so it's like, do you. And when you go, these are my, this is it. This is what I am presenting. And this is what you're going to get. You can't. I feel that I've got all my fans under control. Don't fucking ask me to do that because I'm not doing that. Mm. And and they kind of like when I talk to them like that. They go. Whereas sometimes I think the old me, um, I'd be like a bit people pleasy, you know. Yeah. And it's like no, because you will get pushed into a corner. So always just do what suits you, what you're happy with. If you're enjoying yourself and everything feels good, that's usually you're on the right fucking track in anything, really. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, in relation to family, because I think like when we told people we were doing drag, it was like a a second coming out, wasn't it? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You like have to sit them down and like, honestly, this was a while ago. Explain and kind of like, like, I I think the first time I think my mother, I didn't really get it. I think she just thought I was like stripping, but like didn't (laughs) Under, like the guys it. of drag so yeah. it was like because it wasn't cool nobody was doing it then yeah. it really do you know what I mean it was so much so, judgment like so much judgment yeah. so I think it's easier for people now but like how do you approach that because obviously your your daughter as you said was aware of that video and that was just the tip of the iceberg to be fair so h- how do you cope with that so so with my family they've because I've been in the sex industry I mean for god knows how long and I did back then I I think I just I had to say I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks because I was the reason why I was doing what I was doing was just to put a roof over my head you know that's the bottom line of it and I was just like I have no space and no room and no availability for any judgment you can all go and get fucked and I just decided that like whether it was my mum whether it was anyone I was like you no one is taking care of my children apart from me and me (laughs) and I would just thought if I'm gonna go into porn right I do not want to be remembered for like just making it like just paying my bills if I'm going to do it, I'm fucking going. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm going to be the fucking. I am going to offer everything, and I do wish that I had probably done things differently. I, my first scene was anal. People were like, Bet. <laughs> oh my god, you stage this shit out, you yeah. know? Yeah. I was like, I didn't fucking know. I just want to have a good time. <laughs> so I gave it all away and straight away. Like, I was like, I'll be the most fucking hardcore everything. So those are the only things that I would have done differently. But I, you know, no one's got time for regrets. Just fucking. No, yeah. dead right. That's a great life. attitude to have. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The other thing that always strikes me is like, and people always ask, always ask us this, and it's, I don't, I never know what way to kind of take it. I just kind of, they always say like, oh, you know, do you think you'll be doing drag forever? Or, you know, do you see yourself oh, when you're 65 mm. clopping around? And I kind of imagine like, yeah. do people say stuff like that where it's like, do they think there's like an age shelf or it's like, well, once you get to this point, it's, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Does, does, does 100%. And are you with me on this one? I think to myself, I just have a deep breath and I go, darling, 
as long as I look after myself, I could yeah. go. And I want to do it. I could go to fucking hundred. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There is honestly, I think it's such a the amount of times I've heard somebody say to me, "There's a shelf life for this, isn't there?" I just think it's okay, so limited. Yeah. It's I, so limiting, and it's like I, I obviously totally. when someone says that, it's like you want to prove them wrong. You want to be like fucking clopping around a pair of six inch heels when you're like eighty five. You know I mean? <laughs> That's why I love Madonna. That's why yeah. I love Madonna. It's because every time you push against that woman and say yeah. you're doing this wrong you're doing that she's yeah. going fuck you yeah. like I've actually I've always been a fan of her but more the older I get and I realise how anti-ageist people can be or anti yeah. uh, you know all this restrictions and and it's like who the fuck are you to like who said person? who made the rules like yeah it's like yeah. let her let her I think to myself do you know what and that that like oh stay at home you granny and all that sort of thing I think Keep going. Keep yeah, going. yeah. Going. Absolutely. Also, in, the next, in the next part of that as well, there's, there's so, people are celebrated for that as well. So it's people love the, the difference. So it's when someone's saying stay at home, there's also, on the other hand, someone celebrating it. You know that kind I of way? I think they yeah. are, but particularly uh, females after a certain age, they're, yeah. they're not allowed to be celebrated for being yeah. sexy. I don't know what the fuck it is, but yeah. it's like, it's oh like no, you have to. this is... Particularly, I think yeah. in France, my mum used to live out in France. She said older women are more celebrated, mm. um, and um, and also I just think <sighs> we're all going to get old. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And mm. it's like we have to deal with that ourselves personally. So um, nobody like enjoys, but we have to we have to deal with that ourselves. So we don't. Yeah. I'm, that's another thing that if we're still on social media, etc., and we've got people. That's another thing, another layer of skin that if I'm still online, I'm going to deal with. I think the more experience you become online with trolls and things like that, I think people have given up on me now because I haven't had a troll in ages. They're like, we cannot. <laughs> well, either that or else, like Instagram keeps coming for you, right? Like your account got oh, deleted. Totally. What, what is going on with that? Because we've spoken about this before. We don't get why. Obviously, people are allergic to nipples on Instagram. I don't know why that is. Uh, but also, you've you've been targeted essentially and your account was removed yeah I mean do you know what I think there's a blessing it's always a blessing in disguise right so I was gutted when that happened and it was so funny because I was literally doing a charity event for um Terence Higgins Trust on that day okay and I was like thinking, what the fuck? Like, what have I done? Anyway, they were like, and I think it was possibly advertising my OnlyFans or something like that. So did now, they just did they just delete you like with no warning? No, delete it. And that will keep probably happening. So I've decided, because I went, fuck, I was like, you know, like when you're like, well, I'm I'm too good enough for this. I'm too good yeah. for this. You can fuck yourself. I'm staying on Twitter. I've realized what all my friends are doing. They're going, fuck it, just don't give up. Keep coming back, keep coming back, just keep setting up. And people <laughs> Excuse me, people will find you. Yeah. So, excuse me, I've decided I've got two profiles. I've got the one that I'm doing up, um, more underscore manner, which uh-huh. is my kind of like my project of my studio, <laughs> of my home, of like what I'm doing, and the other side of Rebecca Moore. And then I've m- started Mistress Moore again. I got mm. deleted again. I did another <sighs> one. I did Mistress Moore, Mistress, Mistress Moore 666. That got <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm going to keep coming back. If they want to keep doing it, I will keep coming back. Like, yeah. they have to like physically, like, but I'll get another phone. I will never give up. I'm yeah. decided. I've got over my 
my I've got over my little hissy fear and I'm like fuck yeah. it I'm going to keep coming back Twitter I'm going to keep coming back I'm going to with TikTok as well you fucking wait till I go I'm going to be deleted <laughs> you know so it's like I've got, I had to my, my daughter is going to help me with social media I'm like you you need to help me not get deleted she's like you know if it's if it's daughter proof like is this daughter proof like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so my, I'm very close to my daughter she's fucking brilliant she's oh, very she's pretty I've, sorry oh, I've watched some uh, a lot of your YouTube content if anyone has them by the way like you'll all love it go and check it out and your daughter just comes across the best she's she's she is really funny we have the best time she's very creative and she does a lot of my set design at the house and everything and um we're just doing a studio we're doing some more stuff in the garden so we can have more photo shoots and stuff and it's it's basically going to be like a mad hatters kind of home project which of course takes time and money but slowly but surely um it's going to get done i'm definitely going to have my own um dungeon um, okay love this (laughs) How jealous are you that she has the space for a dungeon right now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's years and years of fucking turning tricks gets you there. I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping on top of my wigs at this point. Like, um, come here, before we let you go, one thing I love about you is you give us so many reasons to like either follow you or support you. And you had mentioned to me about Mega Sluts on tour. Um, I don't, oh, yes. Tell me, t- tell me everything. So basically, um, I was just like, this is another organic thing. I decided to just start me and my mates. We've all, we're all hookers. We fucking love it. We love our job. And behind the scenes, it's more funny than sometimes the stuff we create. So I just imagine I'd say you have some great stories. I just decided to fucking record it. And and the girls, like they were like, when I said, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get it all put together. They watched it. They went, we fucking love it. You know, and, and we, we've had such, we've missed, we haven't recorded. Like we've got so much history together and we have such a fucking laugh. It's insane. Some of the things that happen, I was like, we've got to document this, even if it's for ourselves, even if it, you know, we just, some of the shit that goes on you know in between bookings and some of the guys they let us film so next year is going to be a lot of travel doing that um but also i have this thing that i'm, I'm doing a bit of pre-publicity which is actually i'm in a gay sock puppet sock puppet porn comedy what yeah, have you heard? i had to mention this because i did it after lockdown it was so funny i was i wasn't really doing anything and it was you know the scruff app yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So Rob Gunn, he found he me, he said, do you want to be in this, um, it's a 10-part series, and it's on YouTube. You can follow them. It's at Sock Suckers TV. They're on Instagram, Twitter. It's literally nothing. And I'm basically a, a, a sock puppet. Uh-huh. Right. The fucking script. Like, I went, I definitely want to do this. It's so fucking <laughs> mental. That I was like, I totally want to do this. So it's, yeah, they're releasing it June the 3rd, but I'll be posting it. And I can't wait because it's absolutely fucking bonkers. Like, <laughs> I can't wait I, to see it. I, I love it. It's just, it's just like, I'm going to be a fucking... That's genius. Uh-huh. That's actually fucking genius. So, yeah, that that would be quite funny. I'm looking... I think it's... I said to him, I went, I fucking forgot about doing that. Uh-huh. I said, I can't wait to watch. Because say so they've been busy. I did one series. Mine's like the fourth one. But they've got 10. And and I think it's just like free to watch for everybody, you know. That's on amazing. Their 
So yeah, I'm in that. So that that would be hilarious. Oh my god, that's a whole new level of like foot fetish sock puppets. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, honestly, I couldn't get over this script. I was going, this is so fucking mental. I want to definitely be part of this. Come here. Um, we really have wanted to talk to you for the longest time. Thanks so much for joining yeah, us. We absolutely love you. So much love for you. Love what you do. And hopefully, we get to see each other in real life at some point. Yeah, that would be amazing. It's been so lovely to see you both and I look forward to seeing you again lots and lots of love uh, listen we'll keep on touching on socials once you're not banned so. <laughs> absolutely Thanks we'll keep looking for you even if you are so. I'll, I'll be, I'll be t- cloak and dagger Dadget, <laughs> uh, listen Rebecca thanks a mil. we love you thank you oh, thank you bye bye darling see you soon and we're back and it is our favourite time of the week it is So we're back, Rodders of the Week. Have we any Rodders? What is your, what is rotting you this week, Victoria? I'm ready. I am fucking ready. Okay. Um, this is a like a long-term one, but people need to really commit to the spelling of use or use. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, like, how are yous doing? How are yous doing? U-S-E. And they spell it. Yeah, and they spell it U-S-E. Like, yeah. they're not the same. They don't mean anything alike whatsoever. But lately, like, this this is something that's been popping up a lot. It's worse than there and there. Do you know what I mean? Because there and there, like, sometimes even myself, I'm like, okay, is it T-H-E-I or T-H-E-R-E? But yous and yous. I know that's really actually annoying. And it's like, I just like, if you're in a rush, I understand it lets someone away with that. If you're, if you're kind of like the twos and the dares and things like that, but it's, that does rot me as well. The use that drives oh, you mad. It's simple. And like use is quite an Irish thing to say anyway. It's not probably, is that even a real word? Is it? Use. Use. No, it's like, it's, it's use over there. You. So that is topping my rotter list this week. I have another little one, but I'll uh, go to you. Yeah. What's rotten you first? Um, what is rotten me this week is actually people who just, who, who communicate with you through videos. Oh. So they just share a video with you, mm-hmm. but it's just like some random funny video that yes. it's like, that it's like, there's no explanation of why they send it to you or yes. what the context of it is. Oh and you're God. like, and you're like, oh, okay. And also I haven't got time to watch all these videos. To me, so that's like, so good. That's so good. I have, I could name three people off the top of my head who do that to me. And I'm like, Ugh. um, and then the, the other one that's kind of connected in the side character, that one is people who just react to every story with a a reaction. And you'll say you have five messages from this person. And when you open it, it's just all emojis react. And it just drives me nuts because it makes me want to turn off my reactions. And I'm like, no, I like when I can interact with people. I like that. But it's like, you react to fucking everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, nobody reacts to fucking everything. (laughs) Like... Stop reacting. You're like, you're overreacting. You're overreacting. Yeah. And the video thing is like, a funny reel that someone might share. And I get it if it's context. Um, but if it's just of no context, I'm like, I don't understand 
<laughs> what am what I am supposed, supposed to do with this? Do you what know am what I mean? supposed to say or do? It's like it's I don't know. It's just I just find it very odd. So um, odd. Yeah. So it's it's just not that it rots me, but it it uh, perplexes me. I yeah. 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 Okay. My next one, um, and this is probably going to seem so dumb, but there must be something on Instagram now that you can hide how many likes a picture has. I don't know yeah. if that's a new thing, but I've noticed a few people doing that lately, and I'm like, and these are people with like huge followers. Like proper yeah, yeah, yeah. huge followings, and I'm like, why are you hiding how many likes this got? You're looking away. Kind of yeah. is like making me think. Okay, did you buy your followers? What's going on? And like everyone's likes are down across the board, regardless. That is yeah. a fact. The algorithm, whatever it is, who cares how many people like the photo? I know. Do you know what I think? What a lot of that was, and that's the reason they took it away, was because it's actually just because people live for their likes. Mm-hmm. And if people are comparing likes, so you've got more likes than this. I just don't think that's healthy. So I understand why that is off, why that's an option. No, but like, I was happy. But they're when turning they it off on specific photos. Oh, and right. Okay. Some photos, if it, if they do really well, they're leaving the likes up, and I'm like, I, that's ridiculous. Get a grip. Get yeah. a fucking grip. Like that is ridiculous. But I totally understand. Oh, are we keeping you up, Davina? Oh, I'm a little bit tired today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> are you in a, a house coat at the moment? I am. I'm actually in my dressing gown because I'm actually like tired. <laughs> I was like, I'm having a little nap. Oh my God. <laughs> like Victoria's like slave driver having me fucking interview <laughs> Rebecca Moore and then fucking Monday is my day of rest. <laughs> uh, the other rotter of the week, which actually drives me fucking nuts. And I don't know if you've noticed this. It's come, I, it's only really since Brexit's come in that um, if you, I was on Beauty Bay Jersey and I was just buying a few bits mm-hmm. and Certain, like you go to the checkout, whatever, and certain products they won't ship to Ireland. Why? I've no idea. Like, so literally, there's like this liquid lipstick that I wear all the time, and I was like, oh, they have that fabulous. I'm going to order a couple of them. No, we won't ship that. But they'll ship like tan and other liquids, whatever. But they won't ship. I so I don't understand. Like, what's in it? You need to send the poison tweet. Like, the yeah. poison tweet is coming. But then I went on to Amazon as well and, oh no, it was actually eBay and I never really shop on eBay anymore, but I bought, um, I bought a pair of shoes Okay, and then I paid for it and everything. And then I got a message the next day saying, sorry, we don't ship to Ireland what? from the UK. We don't ship to Ireland. Is so it, like, it has to be with like taxes and important and all that like that. I just, but it's like, if they have the, the shoes in their possession, sending a package to Ireland is just a postage package so mm-hmm. it's a pair of fucking shoes like so yeah. that just I was like and then they said um, I let us know what, you, what we can do to resolve this and I just said a refund yeah <laughs> that's that's all that's all that you can do so yeah so that's they're my rodders of the week they that's drive good. me fucking nuts uh, no I've seen that yeah. like even on Amazon I can't order you know the got to be glue hairspray they won't deliver that to Ireland don't know why you can order yeah. it to the UK, but you can't order it to Ireland. If there's chemicals in certain things, like is it, if there's alcohol in certain things, they won't, um, they won't ship. I know that. Oh my God, should I be drinking but this? Then, but then other companies will send stuff. So I think it depends. But yeah, so that's, that's our rotters of the week. Rotters. But anyway, that's the end of our episode. We are then. Hope you enjoyed Rebecca's interview. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed our rotters. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, our pride party is now on sale, and that is on Ticketmaster.ie. Absolutely, so and Victoria's uh, pride party. Grab your tickets now, grab your mates, and you can catch even more petty little things over on our Patreon right now, where we're going right now to record our Patreon episode. Until next time, stay petty, stay petty. pop princesses. <laughs> 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.